recorded this computer and we'll record this uh, to the cloud. Cool. Let's go back to where I was. <laughs> Brian's so, so tall. I know. Discriminatory. <laughs> All right, well, the recording is on. All right, we uh, get started, do a countdown in uh, three, two, one. So I'm going here, right? Yeah, you're going yeah, okay. yeah, you here, right? Look there. <laughs> so uh, anyway, welcome everybody to uh, the Link Up next series in our entrepreneurial interview series. I think we're on, this may be season or episode 11 for us, depending on what we release, but uh, we are here. It's uh, summer 2020. <laughs> Man. I know it's been a hot one out here in Cali, but uh, you know, we have a very special guest with us. But before I, I do that, I introduce myself. I'm Brian Ware, uh, your Nesby Entrepreneurship SIG co director. Uh, my other co director, Dwayne Allen, is uh, based out of Texas, um, and I'm your entrepreneur co director, also the owner of Best Way Construction Services. Uh, shout out to one of my clients for hey, electric here. Nice. <laughs> and um, yeah, happy to be here and, and, and talk about this topic. So next is our, our uh, my co-host here. <laughs> All right. What's up, everybody? You know, um, Jason Harps. I'm the programs chair for the entrepreneurship, a special interest group for Nesby. Um, I'm also the, the president for the, the Nesby entrepreneurship here in San Diego. That's where we're at right now. Sunny San Diego. And I'm also the, the CEO of a business that I'm doing with my mom. It's called Zero to Necessary. And the mission is to encourage, inspire, and empower children and young adults to fulfill their goals and to reach their dreams. So, you know, I've been doing that for the past year. But, uh, yeah, I'm just really excited for what's to come with that. So thank you, everybody. And, again, you know, thank you, Corey. Like, again, we've got a special guest, Mr. Corey. How you been, Corey? Uh, doing well, brothers. Thanks for having me on the show tonight. Thank you, thank you. So we both uh, known Corey through 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 the Nesby meetings and professional world. Uh, he's come and he's helped out a lot of uh, you know the black entrepreneurs and and engineers, I should say, mm -hmm. here in uh, San Diego. Um, so yeah, man, just just really uh, happy to have you on the show. And why don't you give us your your introduction? Uh, yeah, Corey Morrison. I'm with uh, say a local firm here. Once we get that thumb out the way here, I'm a local firm. Financial players, this is not something, you know, new. Uh, part of the reason I really enjoy doing what I do is because, number one, um, everyone's situation is a little bit different, so it's a little fun uh, for me. That's kind of the nerdy side for me on the back end. But, you know, more importantly is the people that I'm working with, man, the people that I'm working with are trying to help them get to the next level, whatever their individual next level, you know, may be, and just kind of showing them, you know, what's possible out there, even some things that they may not even, you know, thought that they could do. And obviously, I have a special affinity for helping out, you know, people in the Black community, as I myself am part of that community, and understanding that we as a people, we can do better. You know, we can do better. We are doing very well in a lot of segments of the population, but there is always room for improvement. And I'm just here to play my part and help out where I can. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for the introduction. Um, so, you know, with that said, you know, we're going to get right into it. You know, we have some some good questions for you. Um, obviously, our, our, our audience is we were looking for those that 
are interested in entrepreneurship, in entrepreneurship, growing within entrepreneurship, but also just want to generally educate themselves, you know, about, you know, different topics in the business world. So, um, you know, with that said, you know, we're going to go towards those questions that, that think about the hustle, the entrepreneur, the link up, you know, and what we're doing with everything. So uh, I'll start with question number one. So, uh, you know, wh why get a financial advisor? Like, how, how can that help me? You know, when I think about me as an entrepreneur, and you know, give me the spill. <laughs> well, there are a lot of different reasons that you would want to bring in a financial advisor, but you can, bear, um, you know, boil it down to, to just a few. Um, number one, you know, finances is complicated, man. You know, U.S. finances, all the different areas, you know, where money can go, different types of accounts that can go, and uh, the tax code that applies to all of that. You know, honestly, it's just crazy. You know, and part of the reason that you want to bring in a planner, whether that's me or someone else out there, is really just kind of help you navigate through all those crazy waters, you know, along the way, because there are lots of ways to get tripped up, you know, and people end up making mistakes without actually even knowing or without knowing to make a mistake. You know, people don't head into, you know, decisions that are negative decisions. They don't head into those, you, you know, full force. It's just something they kind of get backed into. Um, an advisor is going to help you avoid those mistakes. You know, an advisor that knows what, what he and she is doing that is kind of seasoned in the industry will be able to help you avoid some of those pitfalls that are going to keep you, you know, taking two and three steps backwards as you're trying to move forward. You know, those are the things that kind of hit all of us in life along the way. And having someone right there kind of holding your hand is going to help you, you know, avoid some of those things. And the last thing, which I think is, is, uh, is really, really important, is just kind of open up people's eyes to show them, okay, what is even possible out there? Because people have, you know, um, they're, they're all, they already have their own thoughts about how money should be managed. You know, they were all raised in a certain household and money was treated a certain way. Money was respected or in some cases not respected to a certain extent. And when someone walks into my office and they want to do financial planning, they already have their own ideas about what they should do, what they can do, you know, based on their own experiences and what the industry has taught us, because we're getting a lot of outside, you know, information that's coming in, you know, just from the financial services industry. You see it on billboards, you see it online, you see it everywhere and telling you the things that you should do that you shouldn't do, you know? And so what we want to do is we want to take a look at all of that and just kind of shows, all right, so what if we remove all of that stuff and talk about the things that actually make sense and to say, what's, what's your upper limit here? Or, you know, what is your ceiling? That ceiling that we're seeing some of these other people that are putting on top of it, let's just burst right on through that and say, all right, what to do? What can we do? What's possible out there? Awesome. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I don't think there's no follow-up with that. No, <laughs> there's I no follow-up with that right there. If you ain't get that, Man. you got to take that back. You got you to rewind this part. So um, that's great. So um, <laughs> the next wow. question. Uh, Jaden, I'll, I'll let you answer this one. Um, yeah. Um, how should, could an entrepreneur financial plan be different from a normal W-2 employee financial plan? Um, okay. So that, there are a number of different ways um, where those are going to be different. And so when I'm working with an entrepreneur versus a W-2 employee, just think about that. I mean, so you guys are familiar with this world. What's the biggest difference between the two? One of them is paycheck every couple of weeks, you know, every 15 days, whatever it may be, you know, that couple grand is going to hit your account like clockwork. You just got to make sure that you're not one of today's 650. Other than that, you're good. Now, if it was a 630, but even so, <laughs> <laughs> when you are on the entrepreneur side, man, that's all up to you. It is 100% 
up to you as far as how your income is going to come in. And so because income tends to come in sporadically, even if we're talking about two different individuals who are both going to make it call it 200 grand that year, you know, whether they do it via W-2 or whether they do it as an entrepreneur, January 1 to December 31, 200 grand, fine. If that's the case, though, the W-2 employee has some consistency. They know exactly what's going to come in and they can plan around that. Your entrepreneur, it's a little bit different there, man. I mean, you may get nothing, 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 and then get an $80,000 paycheck and nothing, nothing, and another $80,000 paycheck, nothing, 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 and another 40, you know, and so cash flow becomes king at that point. It's understanding how to manage your cash flow and you've got to stay liquid because if you've got a good idea, if you're an entrepreneur, you've got a good idea, you've got a good business and you know that this business is going to succeed and you're seeing all the, the leading indicators that are saying that you're going to have success along the way, you've got to be in business. And in order for you to be in business, you've got to have enough cash flow so that you can survive those months when things are bad. I hate to say it, but kind of where we are right now. We sit here in August of 2020, you know, and you know, the US government is kicking out cash left and right to people because cash is what people need. There is no one out there who is, you know, forget my term here, you know, bitching and complaining about the interest rate that they're getting on their 401ks. You know, that's not what the concern is right now. They worry about that later on. They only care about that during your annual reviews with their advisor. What's affecting them on a day-to-day -day basis is, can I pay my bills? <laughs> can I keep my business lights on? Can I pay my employees? Can I do what it takes for me to get to, you know, the next Friday or the next month or whatever it may be? So all of that, I get it, was a long answer, but it comes down to cash flow. You got to be liquid. You've got to have more liquidity if you're an entrepreneur than you typically should have or need to have if you're a w-2 employee damn yeah yeah that was nice I was like, put that all together and Boy, that's bringing the fire right now brian knows man you work with me and you ask the question you're gonna get the answer <laughs> right. exactly right. exactly this is the best way to put it too and mm -hmm. i always tell people like just go sit down and just talk and just explain what you think, where you're at, and you know, he's gonna give you that break, you know, strip it all down and build it back up. And mm -hmm. that's, that's how you do it. That's how you learn, right? You know, that's how you learn. So um, in terms of financial planning, what are some habits early investors should follow? Early investors should follow the following. Early investors when it comes to financial planning, yeah, versus um, like a late investor. That's, that's the second question. Um, the, the number one thing with, with any investor is, you know, I'm, I'm huge on savings, you know, and when it comes to investing, I kind of feel like people need to have earned the right to invest, you know, and I don't mean that, you know, in an elitist way in any shape or form, but we think about this, man. So what's the whole point of investing? The whole point of investing is you put some money into a market, you know, a security, whatever that may be. So it becomes, you know, something greater later on, you know, whatever that time frame may be. Those are all, you know, to each individual person. But that money needs to be there in order for it to grow, you know. So you need to be able to do without the money that you're putting in there. And if you don't have enough money saved, I mean, outside of that investment, what happens when you need to go get that money? You know, so that 10, 12, 15% return that you were trying to target inside of X amount of investment, if something happens outside of that and you can't fund that, then you've got to go attack that investment. You're pulling money out, you know, and you're pulling money out and you're taking taxes and penalties along the way, most likely. So these are taking steps backwards because we didn't properly set ourselves up to be able to protect that money. You know, and the idea is we want to make sure that we layer it. So you want to make sure you layer it so you've got plenty of cash so that you can weather you know, what may come 
you know, along the way over the course of two or three months. And that money isn't just designed, designed to sit there and get it 0%, it's 1%, which nobody's excited about, 100% get that. People want the big money. People want the 10s, the 15s, the 20s. I get that. But if you don't have the zeros and the ones, you may not be able to stay in the market long enough to get your 10s and 15s and 20s. Your zeros and ones is there to protect the other. Ooh, there you go. Wow. There you Zero go. ones. I mm. feel attacked. <laughs> but that's good, though. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what you should feel. Like, yeah. You know, like strip mm -hmm. that 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 confidence or just like that learned behavior down, and you know mm -hmm. what I mean. So that's that's true. Like you mm -hmm. know, and that's that's another good way to put it. You know, I have a lot of new friends that are in mm -hmm. the market that are investing, mm -hmm. in, in you know, stock markets. Uh, you know, not necessarily saying the same what you <laughs> mentioned, but and they're just like trying to go for the gusto, and I'm like, hey man, like mm -hmm. I've played in the stock market off and on for a while now. You got to be careful, man, because your, your feelings will get hurt real quick, man. <laughs> uh, you know, especially like options trading. And oh, man. Oh, man, that's a completely different conversation right there, man. Humble. I know, I know. Check to it for our stock talks uh, on Thursdays, the third Thursday of every month to, to you know, hear more about that type of um, what I do want to piggyback off, off of that last question, you know, right there is about so, you know, there are some people out there who are just going to go and invest money prior to saving. It is what it is, you know, okay, so, but if you're going to do it, you got to understand how, you know, and where to put those types of money. So unfortunately, in this country, we hold up the employer sponsored plan as if it's the holy grail of all investments. All it is is just an investment account under the retirement umbrella. That is absolutely all it is. You know, what we typically see is, okay, people can get their brand new job. They're going out to work for XYZ company. They're making 150 grand. They're happy about it. Cool. What's the first thing that the HR person does? You Here's your benefits. Here's your medical benefits. You know, here is your, your disability, your group life insurance, and your 401k. Perfect. Cool. Well, at that point, everyone knows because we've been taught since we were two years old, you're supposed to put money in your 401k. That's how you retire. Everyone knows that. So this person is being really aggressive. It's like, you know what? I just got this job. I'm making a whole bunch more money than I was before. I'm going to put 10, 15% in there, you know, and thinking that they're doing a great thing, which there's nothing wrong with that outside of the fact that a lot of these people aren't saving in their bank level accounts, you know, so they don't have cash now, you may be thinking, okay, Corey, now you're just kind of picking and choosing that situation that rarely happens to people. But think about this. Absolutely think about this. How many people in your life do you know that have had to go and pull money out of a 401k? They went and had to go put, take a 401k loan, they had to cash in an IRA or something like that early. You know, they had to go pull five or 10 grand out of there. Mm -hmm. And think about this person knows that that's one of the worst places to go get money because they're going to have to deal with taxes and penalties. So why did this person go to pull five grand out of that account? They pulled five grand out of their 401k because they didn't have five grand in the savings account. If they had five grand in the savings account, they wouldn't have done that. And so this goes back to kind of protecting your longer term because your 401k, that's your 10, 15, 20 account that we're trying to get that money in. But we need that five grand in the zero and one so we don't have to go get that five to 15, 20. Mm -hmm. mm. Yo, that's a good follow-up that's a good follow-up wow all right i think the the next one's on you <laughs> i should have asked mine and you asked yours i mixed yeah, them up nah, it's okay well, it's number four right mm -hmm. yeah how often should an entrepreneur check their finances what's the rule of thumb 
Um, okay, so <laughs> an entrepreneur, because I'm an entrepreneur, you know, myself and my, honestly, I'm in my finances every single day. It's the first thing I do in the morning. <laughs> you get up, shower, coffee, money, done. Find out where you're at. <laughs> um, but for someone who's not you guys, as crazy as I am about looking at numbers and stuff like that, you know, I don't think, you know, a couple times a week is good. You know, you've got to know where you are is what it boils down to. And I completely get it that not everybody is numbers focused. You know, some of the brightest minds in this world want nothing to do with math, want nothing to do with numbers. That's just not where their skill set is. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But if that's the case, you need to bring in somebody. That's something you got to outsource because that's important. You know, if, if you want to, if you want to be successful, you've got to have an eyes on the numbers and, and on the books. And like I said, if you don't want to do it yourself, you need to get in with someone who can help you do that. You've got to have a team, you know, to help make that happen for you. So I don't think, you know, any less than a couple times a week, you know, I think any less than a couple times a week is bad. I think you've, you've always got to have an eye on where things are, you know, especially when we're talking about entrepreneurs, because entrepreneurs are typically early in their business. And when you're early in your business, cash flow is even that much more important. And looking at cash flow on a month to month basis, that may be too late. You may have needed to make a move a week ago if you would have saw what actually happened in your account mm -hmm. or, you know, cash didn't come in. If there's too much AR out there and stuff like that. So you, you want to be in as often as possible, you know, is the rule of thumb. To follow up on that, um, you know, I think some people, yeah, it, it can be nerve, right? Some people don't want to look. You'd be like, man, look, I don't want to look. But, um, That's yeah, 100% but right. right. Hide yeah, from the but, numbers. <laughs> yeah, I no number like man. I don't want to see what they did to me today, huh? uh, man. Every time, like I get paid tomorrow, I'm like, when I wake up on Friday, I'm gonna be like, oh man, this. So sometimes I, I just wait until Friday because I already know. I'd be like, let me just see what the damage is on Friday, Saturday, or something. Man. I know I got at least enough to go get some do some ice cream or something. You know, need some lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh, man. Yeah. Shout, shout out to uh dr clarence lee uh mm -hmm. he's a very good guy i don't know if you've met him yet um mm -hmm. if not we gotta try and connect you but mm -hmm. man really bright brother and he hosts a uh you know speaking seminar called what idx mm -hmm. but um um he talked about don't be a solopreneur you know, I think I was, uh, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, makes me tie back into what he said. And it's like, I try to explain that to people too. A lot of times like, Hey, you know, if you don't understand, if you're not comfortable, then just, you know, outsource that. And it's very important, you know, so that's why it's good to also have a financial advisor in your corner, you know, to, yeah. to help you look at those numbers and stay on top of that. So, um, all right. Next question here. I'm gonna take this one. Yeah, take this one. <laughs> How do you measure success as a financial advisor for entrepreneurs? How do we measure success? Well, measurement of success is different for every person there. I mean, because you know, I have my own idea of success. Jaden, you have yours, and Brian, you have yours. You know, and so when a client is sitting there working with me, we've got to understand this isn't my money. We're talking about their money. And so it's whatever they consider successful. You know, and so part of engaging with, with the client is understanding, so what do they want to do? What do they consider a measure of success that we can come back and do exactly that? I hate to use the same word, but measure. We can come back and take a look, say, are we where we expected to be six months down the road, a year down the road, three, five, whatever it may be. You know, so it's not 
you know, necessarily what I think that they should do, but there are certain things that in general people should do. This is people, this is entrepreneurs, this is whomever. We talked earlier about, you know, how important savings and liquidity is for entrepreneurs. Um, building up good habits is, is one of the primary things you got to do. And so I'm talking about savings habits it's because we're talking about liquidity and the whole purpose and people, most people are building their business building a business to eventually transition that into personal wealth, you know? And so if you're building a business to eventually transition that into personal wealth, you've got to make sure that you're set up to properly do that all along the way, essentially at any point in time. So kind of starting with the end in mind, you know, so if you're saving, you know, on a regular basis at the level that you and your advisor, or whoever it is that you're, that you're trusted to help you with, feel like the appropriate amount, keep doing that. That's that habit that you just want to keep going, you know, and keep going. Make sure that your business is set up properly. Is it time to incorporate? You know, should I continue to be a, you know, a sole proprietor or is it time to go, you know, and jump up and be an escort? You know, so the way that your business is set up is going to open up a lot, you know, with regard to the tax code. You know, in the U.S. tax code, there are a lot more things you can do, you know, as a business owner, entrepreneur, slash um, a, a W-2 employee. Right. Uh, I, I know I was rambling there for a bit, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Following up on that, which I think you already answered, you know, what advice would you give as a financial advisor for entrepreneurs? Team. You got you to you you start building your team. You got to start building your team. Um, so starting your business with the end of mind is obviously huge. You know, what's your vision, you know, for your business, you know, so I don't help clients build a business plan, but I believe every business should have one because it's not my job to kind of help you bring business in the front door. It's my job to help you make sure that you can keep your wealth on the backside um, of that. And not just me, you know, as your financial advisor, you're going to want to bring in your CPA. You know, you got to have someone who understands the tax code inside and out. Um, you're going to want someone who's going to be able to help you with business development. You need all these people on your team. And I get it as an entrepreneur, there typically isn't a whole lot of cash to be thrown around, you know, at the early stages, you know, of this, you know, so you just want to make sure that you continue to build your business and bring these people on as need be. But at the same time, you've got to have a strong core. Don't completely, you know, disregard the other professionals out there because you feel like you know what you're doing. I mean, even though you've made good decisions, you've had some good luck you know, and things have gone your way, you know, that's great. And we all want to, you know, celebrate that. But professionals are professionals for a reason, and they can help get you to a level that you probably didn't even know you could. There we go. Man. Professionals are professionals. <laughs> and, you know, it's very, it's very important to understand. Mm -hmm. So um, that's good. That's good. I think, um, yeah, you really hit it on the head with, with a lot of the questions and the answers here really mm -hmm. captured um you know just the importance of of as an entrepreneur as a as an individual trying to grow financially seriously you know to um you know work with professionals and you know take your 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 finances and everything seriously um yeah just you know just continue to to, to stay liquid if you can right mm -hmm. have you know think about what, that what is so, the name of the game you know at at almost all time you know, you want to make sure that you have the ability to pivot when the world changes its mind, when the business changes its mind, you know, or honestly, when you change your mind, <laughs> mm -hmm. you're illiquid everywhere. I mean, it doesn't matter if you got a 10, $20 million portfolio, or whatever it may be. If you can't get your hand on a hundred grand, what does it mean? <laughs> and yeah. then, what does it mean? 
you know, out there, even if you got this, like I said, this huge business, and what if you want to expand, but you need $2 million to do it, but you can't do it because you don't have cash. You know, you can't do it. So where are you going? So you want to make sure that you can keep as much cash available to you as possible. Um, you know, and that's on the opportunity side. I mean, we, we hate to really focus on the emergency side, but 2020 is a, an obvious example, you know, that we're seeing businesses go under, you know, every day, thousands of businesses go under every day, essentially for the last, you know, six months or so due to the worldwide pandemic and everything. Uh, the more cash you have on hand, the more ability you have to sustain, you know, things like this. And the, the more options that are open to you, you know, so liquidity is king, you know, cash is king. They say that pretty much, you know, at all times. And yeah, I just continue to preach that, you know, and that that's always a struggle because people typically don't make a lot of money on cash and they know that business owners do, <laughs> you know, you know that because typically the most money they're going to make is inside of the business. There aren't a whole lot of them that invest in the market as it is anyway. Why should I shoot mm -hmm. to get 10, 12% when I can invest in my business and get 50% of that dollar, you know, you know, and, and we get that. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. So you've, you've got to understand, you know, how to maximize all of that, you know, and, and also take a look at your risk factor, because that's one of those things actually that we didn't even talk about here is you've got to make sure that you're protected too, you know, because smooth sailing, you know, happens, you know, when, when the waters are calm, but every once in a while things happen. And if you got to take a step or two backwards, you want to make sure that you're not going BK, <laughs> you know, if you're not a business and you've got 10 employees working for you and something happens, okay, it's not just your business that's in bankrupt, you know, you just affect the 10 families you know, here all the way too. So there, there are lots of different things that you want to, you know, keep keep an eye out on as your business, you know, starts to grow. Liquidity is one, you know, protecting yourself, kind of making yourself bulletproof is a term, you know, that I like to use a lot versus any sort of out, outside influence out there and not to shy away from that. <laughs> you know, you just kind of embrace what's coming, you know, and then just go kick some ass. <laughs> if I can say that on the show. You might be a, a tough kid too, but you know, you got that's that's hard. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's good. I think you said a key word. I liked it in there. It was like uh you know, an opportunity versus an emergency or something. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I like that. You know, I think an opportunity's gotta be available for opportunities. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um Okay. Um, any, any, any last sign outs where you're ready to wrap it up? Um, how can, how can, how can folks get rid of, get, not get rid of, <laughs> get rid of, rid of you? Wow. Wow. Brother. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, my, my truth sucker, I'm trying to get rid of you. <laughs> oh man. What happened? Oh, I screen just, there, and there we go. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just I just popped that right right here on the screen, man. So so what you what you're seeing here. So if people have any questions for for me, you know, if you like what you heard tonight, if you just have any additional questions at all, and I welcome questions left and right, you know, because I'm all about trying to help people get to whatever their next level is. Reach out, reach out, reach out. There's no such thing as a bad question here, and you'd rather know up front as opposed to trying to fix something on the back end. Um, anyways, a couple ways you can reach out to me. My website, easyclmorrison.com. Um, you go down here, you can scroll on down. There's my info, a little bit of my uh, designations right there. Phone number's right here. Email address is right there. Easy way to reach out to me, 619-684-8632. Or the email address is clmorrison at westpacwealth.com. There's also a little button right there. If you decide you just want to go ahead and, and schedule yourself a quick little meeting, you can click that button and says schedule a meeting. It's connected to my calendar. It's connected to my calendar. So you can put yourself a little 
a half hour complimentary consultation on there and we'll talk it through and, and uh, see what we can do to help. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, your scheduling mm -hmm. software is really easy to use. Mm -hmm. um, you use you know, it, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we use it to make this happen. So, um, <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, so there's so much more information we could talk about, I know, but you know, we, we like to give a little bit. We, we have part twos of, of other uh, guests as well, too. So, I think this is definitely worth a, a part mm -hmm. two um, mm -hmm. with some new topics, and hopefully, we get some comments and feedback from. From our viewers, any other questions they'd like to hear um, from Corey, from any of our other guests in the past as well, let us know and, and we'll uh, work and get you guys those answers. You know, um, we're just awesome. here to help. I, I appreciate you guys having me on tonight, man. This was fun. Yeah. You know, yeah. This was, I always like being able to talk this. Like I said, this is one of my absolute favorite subjects out there. You know, so yeah, I, I do whatever I can to help. It's always good talking to you guys, man. I haven't seen you guys in person in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but yeah, hopefully we'll get back to some normalcy, right? <laughs> right. So, um, in terms of uh, Nesby business, we usually sign off with you know um, some Nesby business, Corey. So, um, you know, we just had our our national virtual convention um, this past weekend. It was great turnout. Um, the Nesby pitch competition was awesome. Mm -hmm. At our first uh, entrepreneurship SIG pitch competition, have some great ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to our winner, George mm -hmm. Holmes from Hire Henry. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a part of it. We're going to keep plugging that and, and getting that opportunity. He has a, uh, a robotic commercial lawnmower. Mm -hmm. So... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's uh, looking to grow, looking for investors, looking for opportunities to um, showcase his product. So um, definitely reach out to us about that as well if you're looking to help or connect with, with George from Hire Henry. Uh, other than that, we got our business incubator coming up next. Um, you know, so we're looking forward to getting that going from our competitors in the pitch competition and, you know, get these, these individuals some good support behind what they're doing. And uh, yeah, working on you know FRC after that. So, Jay, where can they where can they uh, find out more on our social media? <laughs> I know, right? All right, y'all can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at Nesbypreneurship. Uh, I think that's it. Just Nesbypreneurship. Um, I mean, he's gonna put it up there, right? Check out our podcast on, on Apple, uh, mm -hmm. Apple Music or iTunes and then Spotify, mm -hmm. Anchor FM. Uh, so you can listen to this as well while you're driving on your way to work <laughs> <laughs> or, or home working from home. When you walk in from your, 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 your office <laughs> to the cafeteria, <laughs> a.k.a. your bedroom to... <laughs> to your kitchen <laughs> so uh yeah thank you very much uh mr morrison Jaden, everyone thank you guys for tuning in listening watching um you know good luck on your journey stay safe and, mm -hmm. and stay blessed so appreciate it gentlemen thanks a lot for having me up here i'm gonna get back to the fam now i'll talk to you guys soon all right peace out Corey. all right man. wonder which one should I pick first? They both were recording? Yeah. All right. I'll leave this one. Let me just, how about I stop recording? <laughs>